Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. New Year, New Goals. If you want to lose weight, get organized, or pay off your debts, it's about sticking to your goals. And to do so, it takes self-discipline to get you to the finish line. We are in the first month of the year, and for many of us, we've set new goals for ourselves. We've talked with friends recently who said one thing they want to work on to achieve those goals is their self-discipline. Because after a couple weeks into the year, after setting a fitness goal, they find themselves sleeping in or putting off the workout for another day, or the habits they've worked to build won't seem to stick. If you are ready to make real concrete changes to your habits that will eventually help you progress toward your goals, this is the episode for you. Because today we are going to dive in on developing our self-discipline. It's not about which time management app or planner you use. There are a million ways to plan, track, and measure your habits, but they are useless if you can't form those habits in the first place. Self-discipline is ultimately a state of mind. If you want to train yourself to be more disciplined, you have to shift your mindset to see the world in a new light. Today, we're going to cover six small but powerful strategies and concepts that will change your mindset on self-discipline. But before we begin our journey towards building that self-discipline, it's important to understand what self-discipline isn't. It's not about becoming a superhuman productivity machine who never fails. It's not beating yourself up because you didn't achieve more than you did yesterday. It's not expecting that you'll never be tempted to sleep in, eat a cupcake, or scroll through Facebook. It's not being rigid or inflexible. And it doesn't mean holding yourself to an impossible standard. Here are six strategies we've found helpful for developing our self-discipline. Not all of these will be relevant to your unique situation, but realistically, you only need to apply two or three of these strategies in order to see a fundamental shift in your own capacity for self-discipline. Our first strategy we are going to get started on is challenge your own excuses. A couple examples include, I can't eat healthy because I don't have enough time to prepare the food. But how about you switch that mindset and focus on, well, can you prepare a large batch of the healthy food on Sunday and freeze it? Or if you're striving to write a book, rather than focusing on, I can't write a book because I work full time. How about, can you work on your book for an hour every evening before bed rather than watching TV? I feel like when it comes to self-discipline, we have to really focus on the excuses that we are telling ourselves and making ourselves believe. And often it is focused on time. We believe that we don't have enough time to be able to complete something that we really want to achieve. But, you know, we have 24 hours in a day. Really think and reflect on how you are spending those minutes and those hours and break that down. And then rather than binging Netflix movies, how about you spend some time really empowering your mind, body, and spirit in the ways that you strive to be because there is a great version of yourself out there and you're able to build and create it based on the habits that you are implementing day to day. Excuses are really what holds us back from who we are trying to really become. And once you are kind of, as I said before, as you're set in your ways, the excuses come in as almost like a safeguard to keep you from actually reaching out and jumping out of your comfort zone. You know, one thing Ashley and I, we've discussed many times before is 
before you take that step into trying something new or a new hobby even, or, you know, like we're talking about today, like if it's losing weight, for example, there's always that, that little voice that's still there that's going, you know, maybe just start tomorrow. Maybe just do it later on. Well, you know, you, you did a lot of work today, so just take it easy today. And I believe that voice is there to just kind of hold us in that, that place that we're in. And if you're going to take the steps to jump out of that comfort zone to reach to a different level, it takes a lot of self-discipline and it takes a lot of silencing that little voice and reaching down. And, you know, the one thing we talked about is holding on to your why and finding your why. And that's going to be what you turn to when your even your own mind is telling you not to do something or to relax and not go for it. So finding that, that inner motivation and that will to do what you want to do is key to creating a new healthy lifestyle. One thing I do want to add is Jordan and I talked about it before the podcast that I'm really proud of him for going for a run or a walk every night. I mean, here in Michigan, the temperatures, they're in the teens. It gets cold here in the evening. And yet every evening he gets himself ready and he heads out rather than saying, you know, it's too cold. I don't feel like it. It's been a long work day. In previous episodes, we talked more about, you know, how you had struggled in the past to continue to get this as a routine. You know, what is the difference right now that is getting you to really feel more motivated to make it happen? Yeah, I would say, you know, in the past, as we said before, it was seemingly after I would get into a good routine for maybe a month or so, all of a sudden, all those excuses, they kept piling up and it was, well, I've been working so hard. I've had so much going on. I think I'll just relax today. As I said, when you start doing that, all of a sudden it's months down the line and you are now losing all the progress you work for and it becomes even more of a mental burden and you start feeling worse and worse about it. So, and one thing we said is we've had a lot of changes in the last handful of months with moving into our home and getting all the work to get it ready and to make it the way we want it. We've poured so much in, into you know this, into our business, into our personal lives. So the excuses were there over and over and over again. And I always just said, there's way too much going on. I can't put that on my plate as well. The reality is I have the power to change this. I can do this. And in times before, I'd always come to this point where I would just get exhausted and I'd kind of give up. And I didn't set, you know, the right types of goals as I was going week to week. It was it was so open-ended that I never held myself accountable because I was saying, well, if I work out in the next couple of days, that'll be good. And then I'm good for a while. But in doing that, it's already not a priority. If you're not putting the right mindset, you know, if you're not motivating yourself every day, you're not going to hold yourself accountable to, to make the right choices every day. So as we settled in here and I was looking towards the future and towards, you know, when, when the summertime comes and we want to be out doing things all the time, I really had to sit and say, you know, when this summer comes, I want to feel those feelings again of, you know, being in the greatest shape that I could be and having all this natural energy and always being ready to go and explore, go on an adventure, do these things. And also, because I said, like, I'm very physical. I love playing sports. So when it comes to sports season, it's, you know, I want to be my best and, and feel the way I did years ago and feel rejuvenated again. And I think the lie we always tell ourselves is that, well, as we get older, it's just natural to not feel that way anymore. And that's not true. What's true is if you put in the work and you train yourself and you take care of your body, you can feel that way your entire life. It's really just that limit we place on ourselves. So for me, it was not only finally thinking ahead and saying, this is where I want to be six months from now. I understand that this is going to take daily practice to get me there. And another thing I did is thinking goal-wise, I started putting goals to my weeks. So instead of just saying, well, I'm, I'm working so hard this week, I'm going to have to maybe work out a day or two and that, that'll be good. Now I say, all right, 
This week I want to work out three to four days and I want to do cardio six to seven days. And when I put that out there and I say I have to hit that goal, you know, as Ashley said, when it gets to the nighttime and I'm kind of laying down or relaxing and it's, you know, maybe a couple hours before I plan on going to bed. Now that I know in my mind why well, I, I got to hit that goal. So you know what? I'm going to go out at least for an hour tonight. I'm going to go do it. And, you know, one thing that people also discuss is it's so hard to get that momentum to do it. But the second you do it and you come home and you're done, that's where those feelings come in, those great feelings of accomplishment and being proud of what you've done. And I think that's the biggest thing that you want to get to and to feel every day. So I would say it's setting small goals, really knowing your why and reflecting on that and also holding yourself accountable. We let ourselves slip so easily that when you get hard on yourself and you say, this is something I have to do, this is what's going to make me happy, you tend to do it because you know deep down that this is something that is truly going to help you in your life. Our next strategy is delayed gratification. I feel like the society that we live in is predominantly focused on that immediate gratification, that we want things right now. We have access to obtaining things at the drop of a hat. I mean, you go online, you order something, and through certain websites, you can literally get it almost the same day. And, and you're using credit cards and you're able to buy something that you don't have the money for. So I feel like this is a really big one when it comes to building your habits is delayed gratification. To be able to resist the urge to go out to eat, to be able to save up more money to buy a home. Or when you're working in an office, oftentimes they have baked goods, bagels, donuts, and all the good things. And when you're on a fitness journey, you really want to be able to have one of those. But it's something to be said about delaying that gratification and knowing that your goal is something so much greater than something that is only bringing you temporary happiness. And this goes hand in hand with removing temptation. So if your goal is to be more productive, you could use the Facebook feed eradicator, which is a tool to be able to block social media apps after a certain time of using them in a day. If your goal is to eat healthy, don't keep junk food in the house. If you are trying to quit smoking, you know, don't stand outside with your friends at a restaurant while they are out smoking. So just removing these temptations from our life is so incredibly important to be able to really get yourself to that next level. Our third strategy is it's about the habit and not the outcome. So to tie this one back to what I just previously said, um, in terms of losing weight, instead of saying I want to lose weight, it would be I want to walk at least 10,000 steps per day. When you ultimately just say, well, I just want to lose weight, it's very open-ended and it's kind of something that you're just throwing out there, but you don't really believe almost, you know, like if you just put it out there, well, I just want to lose weight. It's like, all right, well, how do you want to do this? How are you going to take the steps to do this? What actions are you going to take? What are you going to change in your daily life to make this happen? And like I said, it's about setting those smaller goals. So instead of even just saying, well, I just, I want to lose 20 pounds. You know, that's a great goal to have, but it's also, what are you going to do to get to that? So instead it would, it would be, well, to make sure I lose these 20 pounds, I'm not going to have any cheap meals for the next couple of weeks. And Every day, I'm going to get my fruits and veggies in, my protein. I'm going to eat super healthy. I'm going to stick to this. And my goal is in one month to lose 20 pounds by doing this. That's the way you have to, you know, say it and approach it because it puts an active, you know, sort of steps into your program. And it's making you believe that you're going to take these steps to reach this goal. And it's going to help hold you more accountable to do so. And it's a concrete way for you to be able to track and measure. So as an example, if your goal is to save $5,000 to buy a car, you can break it down to see how much per month you have to save to be able to reach that goal. 
because sometimes it can feel overwhelming when you look at that big goal. So one thing that Jordan and I often implement is creating mini goals to be able to get you to that destination. Also, as an example, last year I started writing my book and rather than thinking of the overwhelming project of writing a book, I focused on how many words I was going to write every day and by the end of the month to be able to really hit all of those goals that inevitably created the finished product of the book. Our fourth strategy is to surround yourself with a supportive environment. A quote I recently read goes, surround yourself with positive people who believe in your dreams, encourage your ideas, support your ambitions, and bring out the best in you. I feel like this is a very important one to be able to surround yourself with like-minded people who are cheering you on towards the goal that you want to hit. Because if you are surrounded yourself by people who are saying, well, that seems impossible. Do you really think that you have the time for that? you're not going to succeed. So even if you have say two or three people in your life that you can text throughout the day and update them and let them know how it's going to be able to hold you accountable, that will get you to that next level you're striving for. I think it's important if you are in a relationship to have them be your support system as well and to open up and talk about certain goals that you wanna reach so that they can help you. You know, for example, with Ashley and I, there, there could be days that, well, first of all, I have asked Ashley in times to say, you know, this is something I really want to do and, and hold myself to. Even, you know, I do this just like other people. If if it is a longer day and I know I wanted to come home and, and work out or go for a little hike at night, all of a sudden I, I lay down and we put a movie on and I'm like, well, you know, I guess I can do it tomorrow. And I'm willing to let myself slip. But if you have someone there who's going to help you and hold you accountable, you know, if, if Ashley just says, well, before we watch a movie, did you want to get your walk in tonight? For me, it's okay. You're absolutely right. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, this is something that's going to make me happy. So I'm going to go do that first. And especially when you're, when you're with someone and you're living with someone, you know, if you, especially if it's your spouse and you're married, it's nice to know that they want you to succeed as well. And they want you to be happy and to do these things that, that you want to do to, to feel like you're reaching these goals, your personal goals. So sharing that with your spouse and sharing that you could use extra motivation from them if they see that you're struggling. I think that really breaks down that wall and helps people on those really hard days when you don't want to do something. Our fifth strategy is don't expect perfection. So to not expect perfection is almost like, you know, if you, you set these goals for yourself, you want to set an obtainable goal and set smaller goals to help build up your confidence and your willpower and your desire as you're moving toward a bigger goal. So uh, something we tend to do is we, we put this huge goal out there and all of a sudden if we, if we feel like we're starting to fail, we're always feeling like we're losing and like we're never going to get there. And we put all this pressure on ourselves to reach something that's so big and that seems so far away and we don't give ourselves the time to actually chip away at it and to work up to it and we write ourselves off so early. You know, one example I have is even as you're going throughout your day, so there's some days that, you know, if I wake up and, and I'm working somewhere and, you know, someone brings in some donuts, you know, I don't really care for them to begin with. If it's a certain day and I'm like, well, I didn't really eat breakfast, I guess I'll have one. After I have one, it's so easy to say, well, you know, there goes my diet for the day. And, you know, that's something that a lot of people do a lot of days. As soon as something little happens to throw you off, we tend to just give in and say, well, there goes today, today's over. But in reality, you know, it's it's turning it on itself and saying, all right, I, I had a little bit of a cheat meal today. That's totally fine. But there's always time to salvage the day. There's always time to salvage 
the journey that you're on. And realistically, we have to know that we're going to fail. We are going to fall down. We're going to have bad days where we don't do anything that we thought we were going to do. But what makes a difference is when you reach those days, it's how fast are you going to jump back? Are you going to let that bad day turn into a bad week and a bad month? Or are you going to be done with it, wake up, and start fresh? And that's how you jump back on your journey and on your path. So you always have to remember, you don't want to set these unobtainable goals that you're judging yourself so harshly on. You want to start with smaller goals, build up your willpower, and recognize that there will be days that you struggle and that you fail. And in those days, it's about remembering that you are going through a process and now it's time to wake up and start it again and do it even bigger this time. As Jordan said, if you slip up on your health journey with a cheat meal, that it's okay, that you can just start again for the next meal and to be able to continue to move forward rather than beating yourself up about it. Because as we talk about in our episodes, it's all about mindset and choosing these positive, uplifting thoughts for yourself. And this includes offering yourself that grace and compassion rather than holding yourself back. Because if you're in a mindset thinking, you know, I messed up today, it's not good for you to stay in that mindset and in that place because you're only hurting and hindering yourself. It's okay for that to happen and just continue to move forward from there. Our sixth strategy is to focus on your why. Jordan mentioned it earlier in this episode and I feel like this is an incredibly important one. Your why keeps you going when you feel like giving up or giving in. One way you can do this is to write down your why on a sticky note and you know you can put it up in your bedroom, in your office, in your bathroom, wherever you see it throughout the day to be able to remind yourself of the choices that you're making to be able to persevere. A friend of mine who is on a fitness journey right now and she's training for her first Ironman, she writes her why down on a sticky note and puts it on her refrigerator. So this is something that I feel is very important to be able to implement. And I mean, you can write it down on a piece of paper or you can include a photo. I mean, if your family is your why, if you have children and they're your why to be able to strive for greater health, put their picture up on your refrigerator to be able to remind yourself of the choices that you're making when you open that refrigerator door. You know, whatever this looks like for you in this space to be able to get yourself closer and to be able to really implement this inspiration in your day to day. Well, I remember back last fall, as I shared earlier in this podcast, I started writing my book and there were days when I didn't feel like writing or maybe the inspiration really wasn't there. So I made sure that I kept a photo of my dad right next to me to be able to keep me going because as I've shared in previous episodes, my dad passed away five years ago. So I wanted to be able to write this book in honor of him and also to be able to help people not only in the grieving space, but those who were going through a difficult time. On the days when I thought, you know, maybe this project is too much, I made sure that I kept my why, as Jordan said, close to be able to keep going and knowing that I had a greater end goal in mind One thing I do want to add as we wrap up this episode, I want to share how proud I am of Jordan because, you know, we started this podcast back in February a year ago and just to see the changes and the growth inside of him as we talk about the habits and continuing to grow in this space. I feel like this episode was made for him, that he has done a great job sharing, you know, things that have worked for him along the way. And it's really enjoyable to be a part of this journey with him and watch his growth continue. Well, that that means a lot and I really appreciate that. And to tie it in again, I would say, you know, when we especially started the podcast, this was something that I knew I wanted to get into, but I held myself back. I would say that Ashley, seeing her 
come in and just be so confident in doing this and, you know, saying, all right, this is something we want to do. We're going to do it. She always puts us in that place and gives me the opportunity to step out of my comfort zone. So I've learned to do that by watching her and, you know, and, and starting this podcast when I saw her open up about everything that she's been through in life and the things that she's witnessed and lived through. It gave me strength to look inside and to open up more about myself in hopes that someone out there is going to take that and, you know, be able to save a little bit of their journey by learning some of these things before having to experience them themselves. So, uh, again, with having a strong support at home and having a supportive relationship, it's about helping each other to be the best you that you can be. So if, if you're out there and you're, you know, thinking about what relationship you want to have going forward, um, that's something to really focus on is having someone who's going to sit there and understand the things that you want to do and helping you to reach these goals as well. Uh, for both of us, this has been a very big, I mean, I guess you could just say a help in both our lives to be able to have an outlet to open up and share things about ourselves in hopes of helping some of you out there. So we're very grateful and thankful for everyone who listens weekly, and that gives us the strength to continue to do this week to week. So thank you very much. Today, we talked about six powerful strategies to build up your self-discipline, ways to keep you on track and to keep going to live in the best version of yourself. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on social or email hello at forthegood.com and let us know what you're working on to achieve so we can cheer you on and encourage you along the way. As always, thank you for joining us here on our For the Good podcast. Have a great day, everyone, and make today count. Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.